Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Winter is really annoying sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Specifically, why so, Amber? Okay, so you know how I live in the Northeast? I do know this thing about you. And it's cold here. Mm-hmm, sure. And then and then when it rains, instead of raining, it snows because it's cold here. Yep, yep, that's what happens. And then there's just snow everywhere. And then because it's dangerous to drive on the snow, they put like salt and they put sand on the road. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, I walk my dog. He needs to be walked. I need to be walked. Sure. So he's got to wear a jacket because it's pretty freaking cold. I'm not mm-hmm. going to put a jacket on about 40 degrees, but if we're talking 15, I'm going to bundle him a little bit. Sure, sure. But then it's hard to find a jacket that fits him properly, and then he's covered in sand and salt after I walk him because he's a shaggy little thing. And then there's a new thing where he pees in the jacket because it's just Uh. a little bit too long. And if he pees on a downhill and doesn't squat enough, he pees in the jacket. (laughs) So I have a freshly laundered Muppet because because of this whole scenario. But sure. Gosh darn it, it's still winter, and I'm going to take him back out again. Well, not tomorrow, because tomorrow it will be below zero, so nobody's leaving the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just, it's all going to start up again. Yeah. Winter is a whole thing. It's a whole thing, Amber. When you say below zero, you don't mean below freezing. You mean below zero degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, see, when I say below zero, I mean mm. the American style of below yeah. zero, the nonsensical style of below sure. zero. Yes. I mean below below zero, if you're talking mm-hmm. Celsius. 32 degrees below freezing Fahrenheit. Quite Quite a few quite a few degrees, and that's not even including the windshield. That's, that's, that's going to be even more below yeah. zero. Even more below zero, yeah. Chilly. What I'm trying to say is it's cold. Yes. And my dog is filthy. I mean, not yes. currently. I not cleaned currently. him. Yes, yeah. But he will just be refilthied quite soon. Yeah, and he's very low to the ground, so he tends to, like, just absorb all the ground. That's things. the issue, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. so, he's very shaggy. I mean, he's not crazy shaggy, but he's he's hairy, and he's so low to the ground that it's, it's the whole dog. You know, a normal-sized dog, it's just the paws, maybe a little bit of the legs. With my yeah. little sweet boy... I'm basically just taking a feather duster and dragging it on the ground. <laughs> yep, yep. He just gets all of that. He kicks it up on himself. You keep dragging him. Yeah, all of that. It's just a swiffer. Yeah, you're just cleaning up the the the, <laughs> the dirt road. Winter used to be fun. Hmm. Uh, cause that's because I used to snowboard. Yeah. And sled. Back in the day. And ski. Mm-hmm. Cross-country ski snowshoe yeah. yeah you know a fully functioning body is a is a thing you really miss sure yeah it, it, it makes it uh, much more of a bummer when you can't enjoy any of the outside things that come with snow it's so true you know what also can make it hard to enjoy things megan what's that ever poor mental health that's true yes you know it's it's hard in the good times it's even harder in the bad times mm-hmm Megan, what movie did we watch? Remember, we watched The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Interesting. I would not have assumed that such a thing would in any way be connected to my decision to talk about mental health. But oddly enough, interesting, super duper related. Yeah, yeah, it really is, which is strange for a movie like this. But but here we are. In, In fact, as far as I'm concerned... This is mostly an examination of childhood trauma and mm-hmm. the resulting poor mental health in adulthood without, you know, proper treatment, therapy, and care. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a very good read on this movie, Amber. Yeah, agreed. Megan. Amber, what's this movie about? Tell Are me. you prepared to play? Mm-hmm. Which is which is which? Which is which is which? Yes, I am. I will throw at you a Metacritic, an IMDb, an Amazon, and an Amber synopsis not in that order, and you, madam, will tell me which is which is which. I think I'm ready. Then let us begin. The bodyguard, Michael Bryce, continues his friendship with assassin Darius Kincaid as they try to save Darius's wife, Sonia. That's it? Oh, yes. Okay. Moving on. The world's most lethal odd couple, bodyguard 
Michael Bryce, Ryan Reynolds, and hitman Darius Kincaid, Samuel L. Jackson, are back on another life-threatening mission. Still unlicensed and under scrutiny, Bryce is forced into action by Darius's even more volatile wife, the infamous international con artist Sonia Kincaid, Salma Hayek. As Bryce is driven over the edge by his two most dangerous protectees, the trio get in over their heads in a global plot and soon find that they are all that stands between Europe and a vengeful and powerful madman, Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That is extremely accurate. The world's most lethal odd duo, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson, and an international con artist, Selma Hayek, race across Europe to stop an evil madman, Antonio Banderas. Okay. Just really took kind of like the high notes from the long one and just smashed them together. It's a little, yeah. Mm -hmm. Married murderers Sonia and Darius Kincaid, (laughs) Hayek and Jackson, psychologically and physically torture disgraced bodyguard Michael Bryce, Ryan Reynolds, a man that has saved both of their lives. While learning of Bryce's (laughs) childhood trauma and abuse at the hands of his toxic stepfather, Morgan Freeman. Also, they save Europe from Antonio Banderas. Mm, Excellent. Okay, interesting. Megan! Yes, Amber. Which is which is which? Okay, I'm gonna go with IMDb, Metacritic, Amazon, Amber. You're freaking me out right now. Is that right? You're freaking me out right now. That is upsetting. <laughs> that is upsetting. You are getting too good at this game. Why are you even still playing it? Yay, it's like me and picking the, 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 the dares, Amber. It's so true. You, yeah. Your destiny skills translate over into your ability to play witches, witches, witch. What yeah. gave me away? <laughs> what did you call them? Married? Murderers. Married murderers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Was anything in my summary inaccurate? No, that was, it was a perfect summary, Amber. Fr- frankly, I would think, I, mm-hmm. in, to my mind... Probably the most accurate of the summaries. Yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, I don't know why they, they're so mean to poor Ryan Reynolds, who has saved both of their lives. He has literally taken a bullet for both of them. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just, it, you know, I mean, the Amazon one is fine, but they're not really intentionally racing across Europe to stop an evil madman. They're sort of... No, they're kind of... That is up, like, happening. Yeah, they're, they kind of happenstance into it almost... IMDB suggests that he continues his friendship with the assassin. That's not really true. No, that's not really true. You're right. Yeah. Nor are they trying to save Darius's wife. No, no, she's, I mean. She grabs him to save. So the wife grabs Mm -hmm. the bodyguard to save the assassin. I guess eventually they go to save her. At the the very very end. end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Amber, that was, those were beautiful and I love them very much. And what do the critics say about this movie? Yeah, not not happy. 32 for the critics and 55 mm-hmm. for the users on Metacritic. Okay, interestingly, it's 27 for the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 79 for the audience score. Oh, boy That's, in my opinion, too high. That's a bit high. Yeah. 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 27's um, too low, I think, but, but, but yeah, 79's too high. 27 is pretty angry. At 32 seems pretty angry, too. I would yeah. say it, like it 40. worst. Yeah, this is a 40 45? Yeah. Yes. It failed, but sure. it didn't It didn't fail to show up and write its name on the paper. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, it um, wasn't, like, grotesquely upsetting in, in, in any way that I can think of currently. No. Yeah. Misogyny, racism... Like, just uh, in general, it didn't mm-hmm. do the most of the terrible things that it could have done. Yeah, exactly. It was certainly benign in every way other than, you know, ultraviolence, but come on. But sure, you know, what the hitman's wife's bodyguard, come on, you know what you're getting into. It's going to be ultraviolence. Yeah. For the most part, I have to say, I don't disagree with what they're saying. I agree, Amber. Yeah, the the critics, for the most part, are are right on here. They Um, really are. um, This one was maybe a little bit harsh. Um, Here comes Hitman's wife's bodyguard to test your faith in all of these stars and in humanity in general. Oh, that's a bit much. It's it's a little bit much. This isn't isn't bad. I mean, okay, it's bad, but it's not horrible. Mm -hmm. We watched bad. 
last oh, night yeah. before watching this one. We'll talk about yes. that at some later date. Mm-hmm. This isn't committing any of our cardinal no-no sins, and it's not committing the most recent Ryan Reynolds no-no sin of, wow, this is some bland bullshit. It's just boring as all hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just not good. There, there's not a yeah. lot that stands out. The, the choreography isn't that great. The action no. really does just seem to be mostly violence and headshots. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds just goes, like, never cleans himself up, essentially. Just is covered with a little bit of gore most of the movie. Yes, which which plays into, he's just kind of a sad sack, like a hapless sad sack this entire time. Yeah. And yeah. is sort of a whipping boy sad man, both psychologically yeah. and physically the entire movie. Whereas Samuel Jackson, rather than being kind of his cool guy counterpart, is just fucking there. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson showed up. Yeah. It, it's surprising because I don't feel like there's many Sam Jackson movies that he, he's not fully present in. And I feel like this is one of them where it's just like, oh, yeah, recalling back, Sam Jackson was in this movie. Um, and him and Ryan Reynolds were one of the things that made the first movie so much fun. And it's just not there, this one. As as two of the synopsises referenced, they're the, they're the odd couple, the odd duo, the lethal combined. They're not in this. Selma Hayek does show up in a way that is memorable. She she's yes. and and again the the critics mention this. There, she's mm-hmm. she's there. She's game. She's giving it her all. She's bombastic. And the character they gave her is pretty one note. Yeah, uh, a yeah. little off balance, chaotic, super violent, foul mouthed. Yep. There were a couple of memorable lines, really just the one in the beginning that she says, uh, but not a particularly interestingly written character. Yeah, yeah. But she's fucking game. She is game. Yeah, she's 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 uh, uh, in this movie for sure, which is, yeah. And then Ryan Reynolds, and the critics said this too, I, they're saying all the things I was thinking this mm-hmm. time. He plays the same guy he's been playing in several other movies, and that's not necessarily yeah. a problem for me. I like his brand, but it needs to be done cleverly mm-hmm. and actually have some fun and some puckishness and some silliness. And he, he, as an actor, does actually have quite a bit of range. Yep. So he can do a lot. But in this playing thirsty sad boy with Ryan Reynolds' quips that kind of don't land was... Not as bad as Red Notice. No. But not as good as Six Underground? Yeah, true. And certainly not as good as Hobbs and Shaw. Well, which Hobbs he was and in, Shaw is... In, I know. It's, don't it's the, don't compare caviar to trash, Megan. Although know, as far as I'm concerned, right. caviar is trash. But you know yeah, what I mean. I do. And, and it's... Yeah. And partly you can get away with his role in... So the reason I'm bringing this up, it's the same exact role. He wants to be BFFs with The Rock in um, in, in Hobbs and Shaw. And this one, he, he, just want, he just wants a friend and he calls Sam Jackson his BFF at one point. But like... Not until the very end, though. But before that, it's, it's, it's sort of a hate thing and then a, just a yeah, thirsty thing. True. But he, true. he sort of shifts his thirstiness from, I need to be... A triple A rated bodyguard to I need to be loved by my dad to I need someone to I want need me. Someone, anyone. Yeah. But it is, there's a fine character arc and it's a fine way to use Ryan Reynolds, but it just didn't land very well. No, no. Uh, and, and it's not as fun to see, right? Like in the first movie, he was, he was very like precise and like he was very good at his job and and boring is better because like it means you planned well and all that stuff we see a tiny itty bitty of that in the in the very last part of this movie but for the most of this movie he's just feeling sorry for himself and that's eh, not terribly interesting to watch necessarily yeah the the arc i think is is sort of supposed to be i'm clinging to something and i desperately need someone to help me and then the wrong person does doesn't help him she she doesn't help him no. we'll talk about the true villains in this film mm-hmm. and then you know the the chaotic element that helped further ruin his career in the first movie re-enters it with its even more chaotic spouse hilarity ensues and then they help him find his confidence again sort of kind of yeah but that it's just not i don't mind seeing you know a punching bag but 
it needs to be funny, it needs to be interesting, or there needs to be an arc that that tells me an actual story narrative as opposed to, I'm just going to beat on this guy in this movie. Yeah. Look at how beat up he is. He's still beat up. And now at the end, yeah, he's still getting beat on. <laughs> yep. Which is... um. The the director, who uh, Patrick Hughes, um, essentially, see, this seemed to be the goal of the movie for him. Um, uh, uh, so, so this is through IMDb. Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds in the sequel returns to the role of the bodyguard, much to the malevolent delight of the of director Patrick Hughes, who said. Poor Ryan just goes through the absolute ringer. Um, you know, Michael's suffering no matter what he does. If the first film put him in therapy, then this one's going to put him in the hospital. I want him to be hit by a car, run over by a boat, punched in the face, shot, stabbed, burnt, and drowned. Hughes continued, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds has got it all. He's hugely talented, just gorgeous looking. Maybe that's why I just love any stunt that <laughs> just loved any stunt that hurt Ryan. You're not allowed to hurt people in real life. That's just wrong. And besides, Besides, he's my friend. But apparently, when you make a movie, you can just put it in the script and you can hit them with a car. Oh, my God. I don't think Patrick Hughes is okay. This movie is a cry for help or an admission of something. Like, that's some straight fucking fight club shit. I wanted to destroy something beautiful. Yes, I was jealous of this pretty thing, so I beat it to death. Only that's illegal. So I did it with the magic of movies. So I put into a movie. I hit him with a car multiple times. Amber, he's my friend. I literally made it so his dad not only hated him, but wanted him dead. Mm -hmm. I made him kill his own father. Yep. Even his therapist hates him. Yes. Yep. Wow. They're friends? Well, according to Patrick Hughes, they are. I think Brian Reynolds maybe needs to consider a restraining order. Yeah, most likely. This is some dark fantasy shit happening right now mm -hmm. in front of us. Maybe that's why it's so not something I can connect with. Yeah, yeah. Well, Megan. Yeah, so there you go. Yes, Amber. Mm -hmm. Turns out we agree with the critics. I guess we can move yeah. past this point and talk okay. about the film, its own okay. self. Yeah. So Amber, you were talking about the bad guys and it seemed like in your, um, in your uh, summaries there that the, the bad guy was Antonio Banderas. Is, is that, is that not the case? Well, Antonio is Banderas does play mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. Greek man named Aristotle Papadopoulos mm -hmm. who does want to destroy Europe because they're being mean to Greece. Yep, yep. The 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 MacGuber in this one is a drill with a diamond head that can drill into the power source of all of Europe. Well, technically the MacGuber is the virus. Oh, the virus. Yeah, you're right. The that, virus. Well, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a well, it's a few things. There are a few MacGubers to accomplish one MacGuber goal. Essentially yes. there's there's a MacGuber goal. Yes. That involves a diamond tip drill, a virus, and finding out where to drill to get into, like, the infrastructure network of all of Europe to shut it all down. Yep. Except somehow maybe not Greece? Somehow it wouldn't do Greece. You know how that's... I guess? A thing, I guess. I don't know, Amber. We, we have a whole bad guy speech being delivered to a man while he's being suffocated to death that involves Antonio Bandera saying, you can't sanction Greece, you need to unsanction it. Oh, democratic vote, guess I have to kill you. And then I'm just going to bring Europe to its knees and return Greece to being the center of the Europe world. Mm -hmm. Which is like a pretty, it's a decent bad guy speech um that he's doing when he's literally uh uh you know talking to a pre-corpse of a person who is not going to remember this because he's going to be dead in about 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Um but that is the most that Antonio Banderas does in this movie essentially. It's got to be hard for him to even hear the speech cuz the bag is already over his head and he is already he's, he's already like, freaked out and like yeah. Blood must be rushing as he suffocates slowly. That's I mean, that speech is just for Antonio Banderas. Yeah, he's not well used. I love an Antonio Banderas. It's great that he's in this movie because it's just nice to see him, but mm -hmm. there's none of the fun and frivolity of Expendables 3. There's none of the B 
beautiful malice of his other bad guy roles. Yeah. Just sort of a dull, lifeless plot. And then it's Antonio Banderas. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's still the same dull, lifeless. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So so who is the, the, the true bad guy, the villain, the... Megan, there are two. Okay. Technically three. Okay. But one is more amorphous than, than the other two. Uh, the first would be the, the first person that we encounter with Ryan Reynolds, uh, his therapist. His therapist is a monster. Yeah, his therapist is a monster person. His therapist is a, tr- is a true monster. I think they, they might be the most evil, most soulless creature in this film. Mm-hmm. And that is saying mm-hmm. something. Yeah. We witness yeah. a lot of people murder people. We witness somebody who just enjoys stabbing people's eyes out. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. I'm pretty and sure they're done after that first stab, but they go for the second eye. Yeah. And it, they seem to be like cross stabs. So it's two stabs in each eye. So just, that's a lot of eye stabbing, Amber. But they pale in comparison to this therapist. Yes. Megan, this uh-huh. therapist is listening to a man who is clearly troubled. Oh, just like, just upset and not okay and yes. like already wasn't in in kind of a good mental state and then after the first movie amber he's just all confused and he he lost the one thing that holds him together which is his triple a bodyguard license poor michael our ryan reynolds character has just been recounting a recurring dream it's yes. a it's a terrible dream it's clearly very upsetting it, it demonstrates both his Insecurity with having lost his accreditation as a AAA bodyguard, his fears for losing it, his dreams of being honored for being the best AAA bodyguard, and how Samuel Jackson's character, Darius Kincaid, is is just sort of the the devil in the sandbox. You know, the thing yes. where he, he feels like that's where he went wrong. Saving his life, meeting him, that's that's where things went wrong. Also, he's the one who murdered the guy he was protecting in the first place and lost his accreditation in the first place like he's just his he is his evil goblin right yeah and while recounting this fantasy that we get to see we switch to the therapist's face and it is well it's just so unprofessional so wildly unprofessional because her mm-hmm. face clearly says oh you're fucking crazy and i'm judging you yes to this to this person who's clearly in crisis in, in crisis and like and sharing with you like making it very clear what his some issues are and 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 really opening up about them and it's a good time to really connect with your patient and really tell them uh how much you uh support them and give them some things to cope with that's what she does right amber like some coping strategies some some like okay we'll see like i've been seeing you once a week maybe we should try twice a week for a little while um no no oh this monster says you need to go on a vacation stop worrying about being a bodyguard also you've graduated therapy and you never have to come back here not just don't come back and see me. You've graduated therapy. You're all done. What kind of a monster would ever say to any person that they'd graduated from therapy? Right. You don't You're need it done. anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't seek to uh, better yourself. Don't seek to uh, uh, deal with issues you may have. You're done. Seek help no further. You are mm-hmm. a complete person. Just go on a vacay. Never contact me again. It is one thing to realize you can't work with a fa- patient. Then you set compassionate boundaries and, you know, you help them find somebody else. Mm-hmm. Lesser therapists would just say, we're not a good fit. Go find someone else. Yep. A true monster, just a, just a real psychopath would say, Go on vacation. You've graduated therapy. Just leave like voice memos to yourself and you'll be okay. This person sends him down the literal path to destruction. Yeah. Yes. Yes, she does. And then kicks, uh, unsummarily kicks him out of her office. Yes, she does. But is she done there, Megan? She has one more parting gift for this patient of hers who is trusting her with his well-being, both psychological and presumably physical. Hmm. How does Sonia Kincaid, our Selma Hayek, find him while he's on vacation? Oh, oh, she she goes to the therapist and beats the information out of her. She does. Mm-hmm. So much for freaking patient 
privileged confidentiality. Yeah, it was kind of therapeutic for me to see that therapist get thrown over a desk, though. I don't disagree. She's a true monster, and she deserved that beating. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So that's the first villain. Sure. But Megan, she was not the first person to get get their hooks into this poor man's brain. Oh, this Michael sad Bryce sack of a of a Michael Bryce. Yeah. It is remarkable that he ever accomplished anything in his yeah. life, considering what happens when we meet his father. The movie happens. You know, Selma Hayek yeah. finds him by beating up his therapist. She needs his help to go save her husband, Darius, who's been taken by some random mobsters while she and Darius were on their honeymoon trying to make a baby. She believes that Darius said, get Michael Bryce to come help save me. So Bryce does come to help, but refuses to use a gun because his therapist told him no bodyguarding, no guns. And he's taken that to heart. It's sort of a what about Bob situation. He'll just do yeah. whatever she says. And what she said was go on vacation and go on sabbatical from violence. Right, right. So he's going to get himself some pepper spray and just not. And he's got his trusty pen knife. Indeed. Swiss Army knife, I suppose. But yes. Sonia's just killing everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Deeply foul-mouthed. Very upsetting. It's amusing. Yeah. The, the, At it, least in the beginning. It, yeah, it gets... There's a lot of it, and it kind of doesn't reach any kind of different... Like, it doesn't... Yeah. It, you become accustomed to it, and it becomes less funny as the movie goes on. It's true. It's true. One one of her first lines, and I would say her best horrifying line, and then from there it's sort of just more of the same but not as clever, is when she first encounters Ryan Reynolds, uh, Michael Bryce, and uh, he informs her that he is on sabbatical while bullets are flying. And she says, I'm going to put on my strap on and fuck your dreams until they become your nightmares. Mm-hmm. And he responds, your mouth needs an exorcism. That's probably the best exchange in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ba- that that they sort of just play on that exact same. She says something horrifying. He responds to it, and but it's not. It's it's rarely that it's good. Not, right. It's pretty much the best one. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's repeated many times through the film. Yes. Pretty basic formula. Yeah, yeah. Upon saving Darius, uh, unfortunately, Bryce realizes. Ah, oh, geez. He said anyone but Michael Bryce. Oh, man. He did not want Michael's help in the least. Yeah. He is unwanted. That's so sad. That's so sad. Unwanted, Amber. Man. Unwanted. Unloved. And then they get wrapped up in some bizarre Interpol plot. We can talk about that later where they have to go and do a thing because the guys that they just killed were supposed to go and do a thing because they were informants Mm -hmm. and now... He has to be an informant. They All three of them have to stay together and accomplish a goal, which they sort of accomplish, but also sort of don't. And then uh, yeah. it's all very pointless. But ultimately, mm-hmm. as they continue to fail, they find themselves near Tuscany. Oh, oh Tuscany. If Ryan Reynolds uh, didn't want to go to Tuscany, that's the last place. His therapist said, maybe you ought to go to Tuscany on vacation. And he said, anywhere but Tuscany. We finally learn why. It is the place. <laughs> Uh-huh. Where his father lives. Oh. And unfortunately, at this stage in their adventure, Salma Hayek has a briefcase and a bracelet that will explode if they don't get it to the buyer or get the bracelet off of her arm. And so they go to his father, who is himself a triple A rated best bodyguard in the world legend. Yes, yes. And also the second villain of this movie. Right. And also Morgan Freeman. I do love a good Morgan Freeman. Yeah, pretty great. This might be one of his most evilest roles, aside yeah, from Unleashed, where yeah. he was, you know, a murderer. Oh, yeah, Unleashed, he, he definitely murdered that couple. Definitely murdered that couple. Yeah, Hun- Hunter P. But in this one, we find out that he has been psychologically abusing his stepson, Ryan Reynolds, Michael Bryce, for basically his entire life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Bryce's mom was killed in a tragic gelato uh, amusement park uh, accident when he was a mere teenager. Indeed. That that would be the third villain, childhood trauma. Yes, yes, indeed. Apparently, a very large man was on an amusement ride. The ride broke. The man bounced into his mother, launching her into another ride where she was torn to bloody ribbons, all because Ryan Reynolds was choosing a gelato flavor and didn't pick it fast enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we learn this 
Because when he goes to his father for help, what does the psychotic motherfucker serve, Megan? Yeah, it seems like they're having just a lovely, lovely dinner. And then for dessert, it's gelato, Ember. It does seem he's... So Ryan Reynolds is terrified to go see his father. Yes. But Morgan Freeman shows up. Michael, whose, whose name is also Michael Bryce. He's Michael yep. Bryce Sr. He named... Yeah open arms what's most important is that you're here under this roof you're my son not a bodyguard they have this wonderful meal laughing drinking wine eating cheese and then the gelato shows up and ryan reynolds takes off and morgan freeman michael bryce senior recounts this story of gelato murder how would he not know that oh he does he does he did it on purpose megan yeah yeah he's he's an insidious monster Amber, how is he senior if he's the stepdad? I mean, maybe... already would have been named before. Maybe his birth father cheesed off before he was born? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that could be. Yep. Either through death or abandonment. Yeah, you're right. So many tragedies in this child's life. Yeah. Am I wrong? Is his name not Michael Bryce Sr.? No, it is. Yeah, it's senior and junior. But then okay, I I don't know why I was thinking he must come around later, but it's not necessarily true. Or when Morgan Freeman married his mom, he was so controlling that he forced her to change her already, you know... Named son. Named son. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him because yeah. Megan... This uh-huh. lovely dinner and this whoopsie gelato was not whoopsie gelato at all. It turns out that he's working for Antonio Banderas' bad guy character. He's his wow. fucking bodyguard, Megan. Wow, how unnecessarily complicated this is all gotten, Amber. He serves his own stepson up, along with Darius and Sonia, to this madman. Yep, he sure does. And when Ryan Reynolds survives the altercation and confronts him, mm-hmm. his stepfather tells him, that he is the dumbest motherfucker he has ever met, refers to him as a panty waist, and then says, I would turn you in, but that would suggest I thought you were a threat. And then he shuts the door and ignores him. Holy shit. Pretty good bad guying. Wow, that is some evil. Holy, wow. Yeah. Imagine his childhood, Megan. Couldn't have been good, Amber. His mom was murdered in a freak amusement park accident that he blames himself for because of indecisive gelato selection. Yeah. And so he was raised by that monster? Yeah, apparently. And then and then if you think of it, like he all all Michael Bryce wanted, uh, all Junior wanted was to be like senior. He wanted to be triple A award winning bodyguard. He emulated uh, himself after uh, senior, like that's what he wanted to be. That's 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 most sincerest form of flattery, Amber. That's that's all he wanted, and 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 oh. And you, if you think about it, the crux of the issue in the therapy was he wanted to still be a bodyguard. He needed his accreditation back. He he needed to be this thing. It was how he defined himself. He didn't know what to do without it, and it had all been taken away from him by this terrible hitman person Mm -hmm. but why did he need those things why did he define himself that way because of a controlling abusive stepfather right was the only way he felt like he could get loved exactly and the one person in this scenario that can tell that michael bryce senior hates his son Mm -hmm. and that ultimately everything michael bryce does is just a cry for help and a need for parents is fucking sonia kincaid (laughs) Which is that that is pretty delightful. Yeah, I, I do enjoy that. Um, and we learn uh, uh, Sonia tells um, Junior how um, she is no uh, a stranger to child childhood trauma because her mom was eaten by a shark in front of her. In front of her, she saw her mother consumed. But the difference mm-hmm. between Bryce and yes. Sonia is mm-hmm. that. Sonia is self-aware about her trauma. She knows that it was terrible and that it changes a person. And now the one thing she wants most in life is to have a child with a man she loves because she wants a family. 
because she lost her own mother. She herself wants to be a mother. She's self-aware about her goals and her needs and her wants. She might be erratic and terrifying and a murderer. Yes, very much so. But she knows the man she loves. She knows what she wants. She goes for it. She's the most fully functioning human being in this movie. And she's the one Mm -hmm. that Bryce is continually calling crazy. Right. Yeah. When he himself is the one who's floundering with mental health. Mm -hmm. Right. And she's kind of, she might be a lot, but she kind of has goals and and understands like her childhood trauma. And it's not that it's not there, but she's. Mom was eaten by a shark. Managing it. And uh, yeah. So we essentially have a, a man in crisis. A man in need of comfort and care. And instead he has two murderers and also has to save Europe. Yeah, that also happens in this film. The So Frank Grillo's in this movie. He plays Bobby O'Neill. Oh boy, Amber. Yeah. That's what the a... fuck is up with Bobby O'Neill, Megan? Well, Amber, he's from Boston and he wants to go back to Boston. What? That Why is he in Europe? Char- that's his character, Amber. He's from Boston and wants to go back to Boston. Why was he ever Why did he ever leave boston Listen, Amber, let's let's not get into the specifics here I mean, okay we don't know is what you're saying but he's mm, an interpol agent from boston yeah for reasons but he doesn't want to be there because everybody watches soccer and none of the bars have sam adams yeah yeah I mean, is an actual basic... line in this mm-hmm. movie yeah i mean he's he's in this movie to like somehow frame the idea of 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 uh, Sonia and Darius and Junior going to uh, you know help uh, help Europe, but he's in it so little, and he's it it, it does seem I, if you said this like um, it seems like there was a bigger role he must have been playing, and then that was all cut because like he didn't have to be in like his character could have been cut from this movie, and it would have been less confusing of a movie. I 100% don't disagree. And 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 even just knowing his motivations of, I am going to solve this case no matter what, even if I have to do illegal things and use illegal informants, including this hitman and his wife and his bodyguard, mm-hmm. so that I can get back to Boston. He's, right. He wants, oh my gosh, he wants to get back to Boston. He doesn't want to do a good job. He doesn't want to save Europe. He just wants to get back to Boston because mm-hmm. Europe sucks, Megan. Yeah, Europe's the worst. And the only way to get back to Boston is to be an American cowboy. Yeah. And do it by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that makes sense. Which seems to backfire most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Until he fucks it up so badly by using these three people that the only option is using these three people. Again, yeah, that seems to be the only... God help us, Amber. Yeah, his, his sole purpose yeah. is to do that and then at the end of the movie, sum up what the actual point is. Mm-hmm. Yes. If they don't stop that drill that will happen in the deep sea, then all of Europe's power grid will go down. There are only hope, those three people heading to that yacht where the drill is being deployed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's said several times. They, they, they recap what's about to... What, the, the stakes several times before we get to the actual stakes. So, pretty fun. The final scene is a three-way fight. I'm just glad, Amber, that they all had somebody to fight. They all had somebody to fight. We we introduced yeah. both the, the concept of literal junior-senior. Yep. Uh, luckily, senior is on the boat protecting Antonio Banderas, who we have also learned, uh, Aristotle Papadopoulos, mm-hmm. was one of Sonia Kincaid's, who we are, we are told repeatedly she's a con woman. Despite the fact that we never see her acting as a con woman, we're just told she's an amazing con woman. Right, right. Tell, don't show, Amber. That's, Tell, that's don't the show. philosophy here. And we are shown in a flashback that he was one of her marks. Mm-hmm. She sort of convinces him that she has amnesia, but doesn't really in order to gain his confidence and learn his plans. Yep. So she's also there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's a whole thing but then there's also another so megan okay yes amber earlier in the movie we're also introduced to a really good bodyguard who's triple a rated and a really good hitman and Mm -hmm, so you have bryce 
And Darius talking about these two people is like, oh, yeah, they're really good. Yep. And guess what? What, Ember? Each of them gets to fight their, the really good one. Oh, that's nice. So, so Bryce gets to fight the really good bodyguard, and then, mm-hmm. and then Darius gets to fight the really good hitman. Assassin. Yeah, yeah, and, that's nice. And, and they kill them. Mm-hmm. And then Bryce also gets to fight his father, and he kills right. him, too, after, after we're reminded that he's 90 years old. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And, and they both, like, take each other's bullets, and they're like, oh, man, it's a, it's, it's, it's a battle of the wits. It is. He winds up stabbing Morgan Freeman in the neck. And Swiss Army knives. Wits and Swiss Army knives, Amber. And then there's also a random other woman bodyguard that we know nothing about that uh, Sonia gets but, to fight. But you gotta fight girl against girl, Amber. You gotta. Ladies fighting ladies. It's the only way to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Darius also gets to fight uh, um, uh, Aristotle as well, I believe, right? True. But then Sonia, I think, kills him. Yes, and then Sonya comes in, and yeah. Also, they save Europe. They are that that I mean, kind of semi irrelevant to the whole plot, but yeah, they do do that. Yeah, and then they also have to all be on a tiny boat for two months because Frank Grio's Bobby O'Neill put out a red notice on them, and they can't they can't clear it up fast, and so they can't be on land. So, so they have to hang out with each other and get it, Ember. They, um, you know, they're still trying to figure out their their dynamic, and they have to hang out with each other on a boat, on a tiny boat, for you know, two months. Which is a perpetuation funny. of the joke that had been happening earlier in the movie, where oh, yeah. Samuel Jackson and joke. Samuel Hayek have very noisy, uh, aggressive sex, and mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds cannot escape it. Yep. Yep, that's, that's the but, big that's the joke. Yes, Amber, yes. Earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. they were having sex because they were trying to make a baby. Yeah. But since we learned that Samuel Jackson was shot in the nuts by Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. he cannot have babies. Yeah. So they mentioned adoption, such that later in the movie, uh-huh. when Ryan Reynolds signs a piece of paper that he thinks is him getting his bodyguard accreditation he in fact signed adoption papers yeah and now he is the son of sonia and darius kincaid isn't that lovely amber it all everybody gets what they want a family loving parents a child it is a mockery a mockery of meeting the needs of this traumatized adult man yes oh yes for sure I mean, it is He's, nice that she cares about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that love seems to be what drives him into the sea at the end of the movie. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a mid credit scene where, again, Sonia and Darius are having lots of sex, and he just kind of jumps into the water. It's such a small boat, Megan. It's such a small boat. It is such a small boat. Yeah. So, Amber... On the rock scale, regrettable, outstanding, crazeballs are K. Where do you put this movie? It's K. Yeah. It's not regrettable. It's, no, it's not regrettable. Um, and I, yeah, I think K sums it up. I, I can't even think of anything that was, out, you know, uh, particularly crazeballs in it. No, no. The dialogue was fine. The humor was meh. The action was nah. Yeah. Not terrible. Just... I. The, the scenes established for Selma Hayek weren't so bad. They were actually kind of some some dynamism and aggression that was well articulated. But for the most part, it was kind of meh. They, they happened. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of gags where either Hayek or and Reynolds or Reynolds and Jackson would be having kind of a calm conversation, but crazy shit would be going on behind them violently, mm-hmm. uh, like that bar fight. Yes, yep. And they'd sort of just casually sometimes engage in it. It was a frequent trope. It was it was all fine. Yeah, I, I would still watch this over Red Notice again, though. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah, yeah. Megan. Amber. Do you have Anissa's story? I do. Um, so, so I was talking to Dan and Maddie while they were headed back, um, from from uh, uh, preschool, and Maddie said, "Can we watch a little bit of Daniel Tiger?" And uh, 
if you say it, Amber, can we watch a little bit of Daniel Tiger? It's a really, um, it's a really pleasing thing to come out of your mouth. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'll save that for later when I really need it. Do it, Amber. No. Do it. No. Do it. No. Do it. I will not. (laughs) Okay. Fine. I will steal your joy. Can we watch a little bit of Daniel Tiger? Yeah, Maddie is absolutely in the cutest phase of her speech patterns. No, it's really good. Yeah, it's a really good phase where you can like 90, maybe that's high, but like you can understand her most of the time. Um, but it's said in, in like a just adorable, tiny little squeaky voice. And uh, yeah. Anyway, yes. Amber, do you have a recommendation? Yeah, I recommend therapy. Mm, yeah, that's a good recommendation, Amber. I freaking recommend therapy, which was mm-hmm. desperately needed in this movie and engaged in in good faith. And oh my gosh, the patient was terribly wronged. Megan, I recommend therapy. I think everyone can use it. I think you don't need to go to it if you think you have a serious problem. I don't think you only need to go to it when you're in serious crisis. I think it is one of the best ways to help deal with the challenges that life throws us and also to grow and change as a person in positive and interesting ways. I think therapy is a very important medical practice. I think it needs to be more accessible than it is. I think it needs to be easier to find a good match because not every therapist is a good fit for you. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculously um, upsetting how hard. Well, I mean, all 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 healthcare, but like to find a um, a therapist in your area, it it involves like fourteen thousand phone calls to find out if they're taking patients, if they take your insurance, if you're lucky enough to have insurance, and then like all of it. It's just and like, does this therapist therapist match with what you need? Maybe, maybe not. But you like, there's no directory of therapists that's any good or useful i mean Uh, could you imagine getting a cancer diagnosis and then having you know your gp say okay well you can go to cancer therapy today and -hmm. just look for for cancer treatment centers in your area and then well Uh the the information on it is not necessarily up to date so you're going to have to contact each and every one of them and see if they're accepting new patients and take your insurance and then Mm -hmm. you know they might not be a good fit for you. So if they're not, they may have a recommendation for you, but they also probably don't. So then you're just going to have to do the process all over again. And you have to go through what you're going through for a while before you realize that person is just not a good fit. So expect to seek some form of useful treatment in some time in the next, let's say, six to 18 months. Yeah, fucking good luck. And to be fair, in most cases, you're not dealing with something like cancer where it is actively murdering you. But, you know, a lot of people deal with suicidal ideation and thoughts. And so it is a bit life and death sometimes. Yeah, there's, there's, yes, absolutely. It's not, yeah. I know I've uh, been there. Yeah, this is not optional. It's, 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 it's life-saving for a lot of people. It was life-saving for me. What I'm saying is I have engaged in therapy for many years myself. I will continue to do so long into the future. I have struggled with finding therapists. I have struggled with feeling like I deserve therapy or that it's worth the effort. It is always worth Mm -hmm. the effort. It is an effort that is worth putting in. Ask people for help if you're having trouble finding someone so that the burden isn't solely on you. Psychology Today really is pretty much one of the only resources to try and find someone Word of mouth is also helpful, but if you're thinking about therapy, you should go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's a big freaking hurdle to find somebody sometimes, but it is worth the effort. Don't wind up like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Adopted it, by folks. psychopaths, stepfathered <laughs> by a psychopath you have to kill, and taken yeah. advantage of by the one true psychopath in this film, an evil therapist. Yeah. I recommend therapy. Good. Excellent. Great, great uh, recommendation, Amber. Megan, do you have a recommendation? Well, now my recommendation seems kind of silly. Welcome to my world, motherfucker. <laughs> um, Sp- Spider-Man. I'm sorry, did you say did you say Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Wow. I see a lot of shame in your face. I hear it in your voice and I feel like that's appropriate. Oh man, this feels nice. Is this what you feel like when I when you do this to me? Spider-Man. Mm. Oh, this is tasty. Please, Megan, uh, continue with your recommendation of, I'm sorry, was it, it was Spider-Man? 
Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. Uh, while I can't actually recommend going to the theaters at this point, at some point it will be at home. And, uh, um... Yeah, I don't want to, you know, say too much about it, but it's, uh, you know, the third in the Tom Holland Spider-Man series. Um, it's got Zendaya, who's a, a fucking delight. Um, this one has Doctor Strange in it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good wrapping up of this trilogy of Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man. Excellent. So Megan Thank recommends you. a comic book movie, and I recommend taking the first step in a journey towards mental health. Thank you, Amber. I just, sorry, I wanted to wrap it up, Frank, real style. I know, I know you Hitman's do. Wife's Bodyguard style. Mm-hmm, appreciate that. Excellent. I think we did good work here today. Megan, mm-hmm. this has been a delight. Your delight. This movie was not a delight, but it happened, no. and I'm okay with it. Please, yes. have a good weekend this year. Thank you, Amber. And I will wrap this up like I always do by saying, don't waste too many stones on one bird. Did the bird wrong me in some way? I assume you're trying to eat the bird. That's usually how these things go. I mean, let's not assume that. I'm a vegetarian. I would probably only be throwing stones at a bird if it had wronged me in some way. Okay. Did this bird okay. wrong me? Um, I mean, probably. Probably stole your sandwich or your donut. My fucking donut? That's probably like the one donut I'm going to eat this year. No. It stole my fuck. Holy. There are not enough stones <laughs> in this world. For there to be too many stones. There's no concept of waste in trying mm-hmm, to take mm-hmm. that bird down. That bird is a pre-corpse. Mm-hmm. It is a that pre-corpse. bird is going to get my bad guy speech while I throw yeah. every freaking stone I can find at it, Megan. Yeah, and it's not going to be too much. That is, that is, that's, that's your donut. It was my only donut. There will be no other donuts. Do you understand what I eat most of the time? If I got myself a donut, I'm not getting another donut. That bird has wronged me. That mm-hmm. bird must pay. Yeah, yeah. There aren't enough stones. Excellent. Good day to you. Bye, Ambers. I said good.